Tell your children not to walk my way Tell your children not to hear my words What they mean, what they say Mother Mother Can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you hide them from the wedding world? Welcome to the New Flesh Podcast. My name is Brett Arnold, at Brett Redacted on Twitter, and at Joe Avella on Twitter is out of town this week, thank God, because I do not want to know Joe's opinions on this movie. Uh, I have two uh, of film Twitter's finest here in my apartment in Long Island City, and we're here to discuss Darren Aronofsky's... uh, Masterpiece? Question mark? Um, Mother which has an exclamation point at the end. Um, so mother, but there's no capitali- capitalization there. We'll talk about that later. There's a lot of layers here. Um, please welcome Emma Stefanski. I hope I said that right. Sure. Oh, you God. Can say it anytime, God damn want. it. Uh, and Esther Zuckerman. Yeah, that's, that's right. I said it correctly? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, both uh, film writers, film journalists. Uh, Emma writes for Vanity Fair and for Screen Crush. And Esther's work I've seen all over the place. Refinery29. Yeah, I used to be at Refinery29. Now I'm a freelancer. Um, I'm at... A little closer. I, oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I write for... Sometimes for VanityFair.com. I was covering TIFF for Marie Claire and Mashable. Um, yeah, all over. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you for being here. Um, I've tried to assemble a crack team of individuals who have wildly different opinions about this movie. Um, in addition to Emma and Esther, we also have uh, some call-ins, some voicemails from uh, frequent guests of the show in, at Into the Crevasse, Charles Bermezco. And uh, first time New Flesh, uh, the first time on the show, Jordan Hoffman, who was supposed to be here but couldn't make it. Uh, so he left a two-part message. Ooh. Which is, oh boy. which will be fun to listen <laughs> I to. I love Jordan. Of course he did. <laughs> Jordan's the best. It's great. I'm very excited that we have all these amazing voices on the show. Um, but before we get into that, let's just talk about uh, talk about our weeks. It's been a it's been a good week for uh, the the industry. TIFF just ended. A lot of good movies premiered there. Uh, Esther was there. I just want to know the overall experience. How was it? What was the the best thing you saw, the worst thing you saw, just just lay it on us. Yeah, I mean, TIFF is super fun, super exhausting. I think I'm still in the recovery phase. Um, <laughs> it's a hard thing to complain about, though, when you're just getting to watch movies and eat hors d'oeuvres. Um, but yeah, I saw so much. Um, I my favorite thing, sort of, that I saw there, hands down, was um, The Shape of Water. Um, mm, yeah, the Guillermo del Toro film. Yeah, I was. I had like a visceral reaction to it, um, which was just like complete adoration. And I was sitting in the theater, like sobbing at the press screening. And that, to the extent that a woman that I didn't know was like, "Oh," like and like patted me on the back. Um, the power of cinema. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I had a really strong reaction to that one. Um, you know, it's. I was actually a pretty good year to the extent that like there wasn't a there wasn't a lot I saw that I like absolutely hated. Mm. I think the stuff that was not great was sort of just not great. Like 
the Andrew Garfield movie Breathe. Oh, directed by Andy Circus. Directed Serkis. by Andy Circus, yeah. who uses technical wizardry to do one thing in this movie, which is duplicate Tom Hollander. Um, really? Who plays twins. Um, Does Andy Circus play Tom Hollander? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe. In he the might style play, of he Gollum. might play the second Tom Hollander. Right, yeah, yeah. Though the ki- though the twins aren't really well defined, so <laughs> they just are two sort of buffoonish like British people that is pretty. But yeah, I mean, that's like you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard movie to completely um, sort of bash because because of the subject matter because of the subject matter because it is because it's like so completely fine for those who aren't aware of what this movie is i saw the trailer recently before uh tulip fever which is a whole other (laughs) fucking podcast um but it's one of those like tearjerker it seems like a tearjerker yeah it's about about people coming over it's about a man who is um diagnosed with polio and um paralyzed and overcoming that adversity with you know some british pluck and smile um (laughs) garfield's performance from the trailer looked like it would really annoy me yeah it's pretty annoying like it is pretty annoying and i'm like i i am a you know i don't really want to talk about (laughs) that much (laughs) but i I'm a crier, um, as I ex- previously explained with Shape of Water, and this movie sort of did nothing for me, which is like the one thing that it probably should have done for me is make me cry like mm. a little bit because right, I, like you're an easy I, target. I would have, yeah, like um, so, but yeah, I mean stuff like that. It was you know, that's it's a hard thing to complain about. I really didn't see anything that where I was completely. Um, but I loved Shape of Water, um, loved Call Me By Your Name, which I had seen previously. Dying to see that. Um, loved Florida Project, which I also saw previously. Um, loved A Fantastic Woman, um, which is a Chilean film from the director Sebastian Lelio, whose name I'm probably butchering right now. Um, but that's that was like sort of one of my biggest surprises. Of I didn't go in sort of even necessarily having it on my list. Um, right but on. Yeah. You said you so you ran into Jordan at some point. Yes, I did run into Jordan. I mean, I saw Jordan a bunch, but um, and it, you talked mother. We did talk mother. I mean, th- that gets sort of into my whole like my viewing experience of mother, which I think like is is so, somewhat colored my reaction and colors my um, my take on the movie. Um, but I can go into that later if, if, if sure. we want to. No. Were you a part of the only TIFF like debacle I was a I saw on Twitter was when all those people didn't get into the Louis C.K. movie. Oh, yeah. you know, Were you I, involved in this? I was not involved in that, but I also, but I didn't get into Lady Bird, which I was very disappointed oh, about. My God. I, there was like a 9.15 screening. I showed up about 20 minutes early, which is usually fine. It was literally playing in an IMAX, which is hilarious. <laughs> wow. But um, a bunch of TIFF movies play in IMAX, mm. and it's... You know, I saw Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, which is a lovely little movie with Annette Bening and Jamie Bell in IMAX. (laughs) The The way it was meant to be seen. (laughs) Um, But you really do hone in on Annette Bening's perfect reactions. But yeah, so I I, and I I got it was 915 in the morning and um, it was so crowded for that screening that I and a bunch of other, you know, writers got shut out of it and i was really disappointed but it's at new york and i'll see it eventually it's not like i'm dying to see that one it's greta gerwig it's her directorial debut right and saoirse ronan who that's how you pronounce that i've been saying it so wrong for i don't know how i've been sorority the way she the way she describes it um like i've interviewed her and she's done this on uh on tv saoirse like inertia 
Sersha like inertia. Actually, the first person who told me the Sersha like inertia thing was I interviewed, um, and actually I'm probably going to mispronounce his last name, Tony Revolori from Grand Budapest for Mm -hmm. Grand Budapest. And I was going through the interview and trying to say her name and stumbled, and he was like, Sersha like inertia. And I was like, okay, now it's in my head. I will never forget that. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And she does it too, so. You heard it here first, or like second or third. (laughs) Like maybe fifth. Yeah. Maybe tenth. It's important. I feel like I've said that a million times on the show. So much of the running time of this podcast is spent talking about people's last names and if I'm saying them right. (laughs) So this is right on par. Really crushing it so far. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually, I actually didn't end up seeing, seeing the Louis C.K. movie, um, but. It sounds uh, problematic. Yeah, it certainly does. (laughs) I'm very curious about it. It sounds like, like an important thing to see, but it also is like. Mm, do I really need to see like what he thinks about what people think about this? Yeah, I sort of feel <laughs> yeah, I don't know the exact same way, but you know we'll probably see it eventually. But it wasn't on the top of my wasn't on my coverage list. I'm glad you weren't involved in the the great Louis yeah, C.K. <laughs> incident. Of, of t- Just my entire Twitter feed is people like, "Hey, what gives? We're in the wrong line." I love I mean, watching that shit from New York. <laughs> like ah. Not my favorite movie there, but probably my best experience was the midnight screening of a disaster artist, which was oh okay, which I wanna, was a blast. That movie, <laughs> mm. I want to say, as someone who's worked at movie theaters for years and had to experience the room for years, yeah. went from like loving adoration for that movie to like complete I fucking hate this oh, yeah. and I can't stand yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but everyone seems to be going ape shit for disaster artist. Is it as good as everyone's? screaming about it I really liked it I had a great time during it I didn't think it was like a masterpiece by any means I think it's a good comedy everyone's like James Franco's gonna get an Oscar I think he'll get a nomination really probably I mean well, we'll see what da- we'll see what Daniel Day-Lewis ends up doing oh, um, yeah, in the PTA, PTA and movie. stuff like that that we still haven't seen I think he has a good chance of getting a nomination he's not gonna win an Oscar for it certainly but it's and I, I think the movie itself is a fun comedy um, I think there's actually a more interesting weirder story to the making of the room if you've actually read if you've read, read the, the book, book yeah. the disaster artist which he doesn't go for um oh, really? hmm. yeah i mean it's very much a james franco tale of like friendship and oh, um okay. yeah so so there's that but it's a funny movie and you'll have a great time watching is it, it seth rogan directed no franco directed franco directed it yeah it's james franco directed oh I did not, I for some reason didn't know But that. it's not like, I mean, it's not James Franco directed as in like, as I lay dying was James Franco directed. <laughs> a James good, Franco like, film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The disaster uh, artist in the style of like Faulkner. Yeah. With like, <laughs> with like two, two, different, with like a split screen the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, That's what was that. so was going for when he made The Room. I don't think he quite nailed it though. <laughs> but yeah, the midnight screening was like, and obviously sort of colored my impression of the movie because it's, it was a great time. Tommy was there. Um, He's a Greg real piece there. of work. Have yeah. you did you did you talk to him at all? No, I did not talk to him. He would come to the screenings. Uh, this is when it was playing at like the Music Box in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He would show up and just like vehemently like shill his like hats and stuff. Of like course. like of please course. buy my things just unapologetically like charge <laughs> yeah. for autographs. Like it's incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, almost respect it. Oh, I mean, I definitely respect it. <laughs> He's made a career out of like the worst thing imaginable. Yeah, but he also, I mean. I respect that, but also like the whole thing about him is he had somewhat unlit. He had apparently unlimited money, so I'm right. not like so. No, I was never feeling like sorry for you. Never feel sorry for him, even if the right. movie never became what it was. Because I still don't think he had- gets it that it's like a bad thing that 
you know, that it's like a bad movie. Right. I don't think he understands well, and I think that. that I think the disaster artist is sort of going to color that because it is so reverent towards him. Like the movie oh, really? itself is very reverent to, towards him. Franco, you know, it, it, Franco was sort of inspired by him, which like makes a lot of sense. But it is it is very much not it's not going to touch any of the like true weirdness of who Tommy Wiseau is. It's like it really goes. It's really sort of like the the, um, you know, look, they made a movie and people loved it sort of thing like look at this weird bizarre success story it doesn't um that sounds sweet it's really sweet yeah it's, it's, it's super sweet yeah. it's a sweet movie it's it's like it's a bizarrely sweet movie That's it's so sort unexpected. of sort of in the like you know in in more of the like franco as apatovian like you know <laughs> acolyte sort of way sure well i i think it'll do well based on yeah, I think the so. internet's reaction to oh, it. Yeah. I feel like well, everyone loves the room. Like everyone loves going like late yeah. at night and doing it's the, true. Whole, the sing-alongs and the throwing spoons. And except for the people that have to clean up those fucking spoons right, yeah, after except you're for done. You. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Not the best. Not as bad as those Rocky Horror cosplay people. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> that, god. Was, that, that was something else. Yeah. Um, Emma, you said you watched. Uh, you saw it, which we talked about last week. But I'll talk yes. about it again in a little bit because sure. we had box office news. Yeah, we but. Do. Box office news. <laughs> um, but you said you've been watching other Stephen King stuff. I have, yeah. I usually, I'm always late to this kind of thing because usually when, when a new movie from a director or a new movie from based on some like property comes out, everyone kind of before they go see it, they then, they watch, right. you know, the stuff that you have to watch or rewatch before you go see it. And I always do it afterwards. <laughs> I say, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> so I respect it. I'm reading it right now. I mean. So am I, yeah. yeah. For the first time. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's fucked oh, up. so good. It's but such yeah, a it's different beast than the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like the movie kind of turns like all this like really fucked up shit into like just like a clown trying to mm-hmm. murder some kids. But the book really lays it on thick. With, yeah. Like, the evil. <laughs> and what I've noticed also is that like the kids are kind of nastier in the book. Mm-hmm. Just like to each other and just the way the things that they say. But then in the movie, the kids are definitely more like very sweet, stranger They're things. sweet, but they do talk about their dicks, which they, they like, do. They talk about stuff they don't well, understand. Which children, is, that's, I mean... Exactly. They really nailed the, chi- the child depiction. Uh, yeah. So what else have you been watching? Uh, I watched Christine, John Carpenter. I first time. love that movie. Incredible. I, I, I like had to go back and watch certain scenes over again just because I liked them so much. Like when the car puts herself back together for the first time. Yep. So cool. It's so cool. And we, I forget what, we did like a Stephen King like multi-week thing mm-hmm. and that was one where we both just couldn't believe how a movie about a murderous car was so good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other movie named Christine is also great. Oh, yes. So recommending both Christines <laughs> right here. Definitely not the same. No. Uh, different, same different, different vibes. <laughs> Fun. Rebecca Hall is great as the car. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> She's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so that was really, really cool. And I watched Stand By Me, which is sort of the requisite, like, Stephen King children story. But also there's, you know, some messed up stuff that goes on because, you know, they find oh, their yeah. body. Stuff goes down. <laughs> um, and that was good. I liked it. Right on. And how far are you in the book? I'm uh, at the second chapter i think or second part or something okay it's yeah it's segmented very yeah. strange ways I'm, re- I'm doing the audiobook version this okay. time and i don't i forget who's reading it but he like reads all that stuff like when it's like a chapter break and they have all this weird text he just mm-hmm. like reads it all i'm like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> you lost me is this a book now um cool anything yeah. else you watched that you want to talk about or anything happened this week exciting 
that you oh, want to tell geez. tell the world. I put you on the spot here. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm like revealing now that I really don't do much with my life. <laughs> I didn't go to the film festival. So. No, it's okay. Neither did I. I saw Mother twice in the past two oh, days. Oh, yeah. Though. Oh, you saw it this morning, right? I did. I went at 10 a.m. and only two people left this time. <laughs> Out of Nobody like 10, Nobody left though. on my screen. It was kind of weird. Like everyone sort of was like had to take a deep breath when it was over and you know i'm so curious as to the reactions to it because the first screening i went to i didn't like people would i think they watched it and Mm -hmm. like reacted appropriately and this morning there's a lot a lot of people watching it as if it was an absurdist comedy Mm -hmm. which i guess i could and that's one of the many ways you can watch it i guess yeah and people were laughing like and i I was like kind of laughing i was like yeah this is pretty funny (laughs) there was a lot of laughter during the P and I tip screening really? that I yeah that I was in and I like when characters keep showing up at the door like yeah, like, yeah. I, mean, I mean Michelle Pfeiffer she was where has she been has she been in anything I, before this you know, in like a sort of, long time sort of having her comeback year is her Pfeiffer songs the Pfeiffer songs <laughs> yes um, yeah I mean people have really been saying I I, I think she had a thing oh she oh the other thing that she had um this year was the Bernie Madoff movie. Um, oh, yeah, the yeah. HBO thing. Uh, which I did not see. I but. didn't see it either. I saw the subway ads, though. That counts. <laughs> they were all over the place. But, yeah, so she's sort of... But, yeah, I mean, I think that there was a lot of, you know, some of the sort of stilted dialogue. I mean, I don't know how quickly we want to get into all of this, but... Uh, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, there was definitely, I think, a moment of laughter when uh, they have sex. She's like, I'm pregnant. And oh, right like, away. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, every, and everyone sort of was like... Huh. It was a very like um that which Star Wars movie is it when she's like Annie I, I think it's episode three yeah yeah, yeah. oh that oh, that infamous scene that's been memed a million, yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that scene now um that's what I was thinking yeah was we'll can get back into Mother in a second but quick be- I want to get into it so before we do that I'll sure. just quickly go through the horror news that I had pulled up um I don't know if any of you will care <laughs> about this shit are you ha- are you uh Halloween fans oh yeah yeah oh, I wrote about this. Oh, cool. Great. I I'm wish I pulled really up your har- article. I'm not really yeah, a horror person in general. So. Okay. So the, 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 the news here, we already knew that Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are making the next Halloween movie, which mm. is a fun sentence, and I love it. <laughs> I can't believe it's happening. Uh, but we got some exciting news this week as Jamie Lee Curtis is returning to the franchise as Laurie Strode. So a lot of questions now I have about, like, when does this take place? Yeah. What sequels does it ignore? Because it seems like it at least has to ignore eight mm. and hopefully four, five, six, because they're terrible. <laughs> um, but she tweeted out, same porch, same clothes, same issues. That was weird. 40 years later, <laughs> headed back to Haddonfield one last time for Halloween. So I'm excited about this news <clears throat> as a Halloween fan. It, it's weird to call myself a Halloween fan when, like, the majority of that franchise is terrible. It's just like the first one's amazing. Mm-hmm. Second one's actually really good. Third one is that weird anthology one that I wish they went in that direction because oh, yeah. it's great. And then the rest of them are terrible. Yeah. But I I'm excited. I haven't even seen many of the later ones. I just... Have you seen... Like, mm. I think H2O isn't bad. After doing a rewatch of all of them. You haven't seen that one? Nope. Oh, man. LL Cool J's in it and Josh Hartnett. Well, I have to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check it out. But okay. then there's eight, which has... It's like a... Uh, what is it? It was kind of ahead of its time. It's like about like an internet game reality show type thing where like mm. they go to Michael's old house and like they all wear cameras on their faces. And, uh, that one has Tyra Banks and Busta Rhymes. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> they really just top tier talent in the this later is my half. Next rewatch. Now. Yeah, I did a full. Uh, I think it was two years ago for Business Insider. I I ranked them and I wrote like essays for each, and it was like the most <laughs> grueling shit I've ever done. Especially because 
I don't know which one it is, but I think it's four or five has like many cuts there's like a producer's cut a director's cut and i just watched them all and it was such a to watch the same movie like three times in a row yeah with slight alterations <laughs> like i don't recommend it uh that's i think that's really the only big news we have to talk about let's just get right in to mother or as jordan hoffman likes to call it and as we'll hear mother splaining <laughs> Let, let's just dive into it um you saw it. Let's just go in. Let's go in order of when we saw it. You saw it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it first. Please tell um, us what I think. Your what was your tweet after? Because it was like men are bad or fuck men or something. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I think it, my first reaction. Yeah, my first reaction was I have. I feel like I have a whole my, like the as I said previously, the experience of seeing it. I think really colored my. Oh, it's okay. Really, <laughs> really colored sort of my reaction to it but yeah I, I saw it and i my first reaction sort of without talking to anyone was um i think i tweeted men fucking suck but um which was my reaction was not my take was not my take on what the film is about was my reaction to watching the film i think actually charles like asked me to it clarify def- I, I remember that <laughs> yes. um and and you know i so i saw it at the i saw it at the tiff um press screening which was 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Um, wow. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. too early to see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, they handed out those little cards, which is Oh, God. A, oh, yeah. The poetry. Which, right? which is, yeah, it's a Rebecca Solnit um, uh, adapted. It's sort of it's sort of a take on the Lord's Prayer. You have I have it, it pulled up. Um, yes. So, I mean, and I was really excited going into it, um, I think. But I think my initial reaction was I sort of, it, it's hard to get into this without all of the stuff talking but you know okay. there, there, there are many different ways people are reading this movie and my initial reading of it was as a sort of as a sort of metaphor about an artist about the art the act of artist uh, the act of an artist creating a work like I didn't I didn't hone, I watched it and I obviously knew that there was religious imagery on yes. it mm. but I did not hone in on all the specific parts of the religious imagery um I'm not a super religious person um, and that was just not in my brain so I saw it as like this is a, a sort of metaphor about what it takes to um to create a work how then when your work is sent out in the world it's ripped apart and you sort of and you and you are sucking the life out of everyone around you as you're making art um and that and that's how I read it and I was like oh fuck that like I did I that as <laughs> that as a reading like annoyed me and it annoyed me and so I so I I I had that and then I walked out into the world and I ran in I I had that I was actually trying to run to a screening of three billboards didn't make it in because it was five minutes apart mm. so I was a little bit pissed about that um uh, and fuck up, you Aronofsky <laughs> three billboards <laughs> ended up being one of my favorite movies <laughs> I'm the, sure at the, it looks awesome at the fest. it's fantastic um I'm a big Mark McDonough fan um and then sort of walked out um and Jordan was and I ran into Jordan and he was like what did you think of mother um I told him this so I, I don't you know um <laughs> he was like what did you think of mother and I was like eh, you know I, I didn't really like it and he was like when did you get it and I was like oh I think I got it you know read it thinking about the reading that I read it as I think I got it and at a certain we and the conversation went on and then he's like wait no it's like this whole biblical allegory like he's God she's Gaia um 
he probably explains this better than I can. There are Adam and Eve. Um, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. And like the Cain and Abel thing, when I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, like, yeah. No, that's <laughs> that exactly makes total how I sense. Felt. Like, <laughs> so then, So then I sort of left and I, I was, I was, um, then I sort of walked away from me being like, being very mad at myself that I didn't see that. Mm. Um, There was a sort of, there was a sort of frustration over, over that as well, which I think sort of gets into the whole idea of the discourse around this movie, which is, Oh brother. Yeah. Which which, Oh brother. (laughs) Yeah. So I walked around and then I'm sort of sitting there trying to write, like, you know, I I decided to just take the time to write and I'm watching the tweets roll in and and I saw, and then I I like had this wave of relief rush over me when I saw, you know, sort of other people honing in on what I was honing in on the movie. Um, And it's taken me a while to, I don't, I don't know if I should just, sort of feel free you know I think I think one of the like I as I sort of mentioned with the shape of water thing like I'm a very emotional movie watcher Mm -hmm. um and I think reading it the way I with the way I read it um sort of honed into emotion where I was like you know where I was where I was frustrated by this because it seemed sort of too weak of male ego it was a sort of and, and that's the way I read it and then if I read it as a sort of as completely the religious allegory it's it leaves me very cold that's partially as a non-religious person mm. um but it's then it just becomes an intellectual exercise for me because these aren't real characters they're 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 literal, they're archi- literal b- biblical archetypes they're literal <laughs> yeah. biblical archetypes and that just sort of does nothing for me that reading like when jordan the first thing i did when i left is i read jordan's review because he was like it's spoiler heavy don't read it until you see it so i read it and i you know bought myself on the head like you did was like oh duh this is (laughs) what was happening but i do could not care less about that reading of that movie yeah i understand that it's there and i yeah i uh, that yes it's totally intentional and there's there's no denying that that was cain and abel that was adam that was it's very it's very obvious once you he's not he's not a subtle guy no this movie beats you over the head with what it's about yeah and uh you don't but I don't think but it, it needs it that. It doesn't in some way, you know. You it's know, weird it how it, it beats doesn't. you with something, but you, you're not sure what it's beating yeah. you with. Yeah, and I I'm being like... beaten. I just don't know what the vehicle is. And this. I think the reason that I sort of, that it left me so cold in the night, you know, I, I didn't, and I, I'll say this, like I didn't not enjoy watching it. I mm-hmm. think it's, it is fascinating and I think it is weirdly funny at times and I think it's compelling and obviously the filmmaking is, the filmmaking is great, but I think, you know, but I think it almost all of the readings and all of the sort of picking out allegory, which you're going to do regardless of which one you latch on to almost desensitizes you. At least I felt to it, to that ending and to that horrific sort of, um, violence and brutality. Like I felt totally desensitized to it. It didn't really have an impact on me. It was all sort of in my head and, you know okay yeah like once you know it's a metaphor it's like well yeah once you know it's a metaphor for anything like Mm -hmm. once I was like okay well it's about for me it was like okay well he wrote the poem it's about you know an artist creating his work I was like okay Mm -hmm. I don't really care right on Emma oh gosh now I have to (laughs) 
what Come what was your something. yeah what was your initial reaction was it was it similar to her take was it the was it the jordan take was, was it the <laughs> exactly the, bromes- the same it the was bromes- the correct the yeah, correct the, reading of the movie i think my f- tweet my first tweet about it was how dare all these people have their opinions on mothers when mine is the correct one. Oh well, yeah i think i tweeted something right. like that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, yeah i mean that sort of is <laughs> that's sort of the conversation around this that's what film <laughs> criticism is now yeah <laughs> um i i do think that it I think that it's about um, too many things, but I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing in in my IMO, in my opinion. Um, but I definitely got, if not a religious allegory feel, then definitely like a fable yeah. feel for yeah. it. Like this is def- like these people aren't necessarily people. They're def- they are standing in for something bigger than themselves. I mean, her name is credited as mother. Right. His name is him with, with a, a capital, capital H. I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, lo- I actually loved um All of the other people had like, dis- like their names were like, the lingerer the, oh yeah, the yeah. man yeah. woman yeah. and yeah. I, I don't remember it but one of the brothers is like the son or something and somebody's like and it's the other one's like the other guy basically it's not i can't remember what it exactly is but it's like, like the other son or, yeah I, well they're that. both it's funny that it was what donald gleason and, and his brother yeah. who i didn't know was a like is he an actor or just I, like yeah his no he's, okay. he's in logan lucky too oh is he wait, really? wait who's he in logan he's lucky he's the um so there's uh the quaid child the like the two oh the brothers. two yes um, he's, yep. he's the other one oh. Brian, they're, they're all the gleason i love oh, the gleasons okay. <laughs> wow um yeah yeah i didn't big, think i'd ever seen him before but yeah that, big okay. year for brian yeah congrats <laughs> <laughs> i liked your your tweets about the sink um oh my God. <laughs> so like what for why sake. was that so visceral for you or like sorry i just want to like yeah, push yeah, you yeah. to no, talk I'm, about that i'm glad that. you are because i probably wouldn't have even thought of it um <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing up my tweets. Promote, promote my Twitter. <laughs> all I've got oh, here. Yeah. Uh, I I think and yeah. There's a lot of horrible, horrible stuff that happens in the movie, like to the characters, <laughs> and that it is done by the characters. But the worst part for me was the couple who won't stop sitting on the goddamn sink <laughs> after repeated warnings. When she tells them, "Please get off the sink," and they like get off the sink, and then she turns around and they're on there, and she's like, "Please get off the sink," and they're like, oh, "This freaking woman, come on." <laughs> And then the last time she tells them, she's like being accosted by that other guy who like yeah, who calls, calls her, her a bitch. cunt. Yeah. yeah, and um, she like turns around once more and she's like, "Get off the sink, please!" And they're like, "Like what sink? Like they just don't even, <laughs> they are not respecting her authority anymore at all." And it just made me want to shoot somebody on the sink. They do. Yeah. <gasps> it's fine. See, oh, and then the flood happens. Yeah. And they fall. Yeah, and the, the biblical flood just because two people couldn't stop sitting on the fucking sink. Yeah, um, that whole sequence really drove home the no one listens to women thing mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me. Um, I'll quickly say what I, my initial walking away from it was. I will say I saw it with a woman mm-hmm. that I am currently seeing, and it was not the most fun experience to see this movie with someone <laughs> Good date that movie. you're dating. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we both had the same take, thankfully, which was that men are bad and will continue to be bad right. as it is written. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. this is just the way of the world. Yeah. And you know, I I've, I've seen a lot of people say like, Oh, it's misogynist for these reasons. Like literally they beat the shit out of Leonard Lawrence, yeah. all these ideas about the subservience of women. And like, I didn't take it that way. I took it. And the woman I saw it with took it as like, 
we were both surprised. Like, how did Darren Aronofsky like pull this off? Where he like kind of like I don't I want to say it's like an apology for the male ego, but it like <laughs> is putting it on blast. He's like, look how fucked up this is. He, he's you know? very much an ally. Do you disagree? Yeah, I do sort of disagree. I I because I, I mean I had such a this or you know that was the one thing in the movie that really sort of pissed me off, and I I don't just. I disagree and I don't disagree, but sure. I don't disagree that I do think it is something of an apology. Like there's something of an apology. I, I don't think I he's think perpetuating. perpetuating it. Yeah, I just think there's. I think she is so. I think what bothers me about it is I think he has all these ideas and yet she is so diminished by the end of the movie and it become and because it's sort of become it like because the perspective of it almost shifts to his perspective mm-hmm. you only your last your lasting image of her you know is this sort of noble sacrifice um right and i and i just don't think he i i i think he's trying to do that i just don't think he pulls it off in a way that is that sort of excuse that critical uh, yeah that's that critical of Mm -hmm. um and that's partially my read of the like you know that's partially my artist creation read because if it's an art because like if you're making a movie about creating art and you're an artist Mm -hmm. and like it's it's sort of gonna be it's it's about and you're any and it's about how horrible that process is (laughs) it's gonna be you know you're gonna sort of be on your own side Anyway. When I saw it this time, the first thing I wanted to do was note if the woman in the first shot who's on fire, if she resembled Rachel Weiss. I thought it was her. And I kind of, it kind of does. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's just like a general, uh, like, white okay. woman on fire look. Yeah. But We all look the same when we're on fire. <laughs> but uh, that reading, which I'll play Charles's voicemail in a second because he really gets into that. But... That is a, I so I see the movie in a couple of ways. I see it as a general, all men are bad, yeah. and this is just like woman's plight will be. She can give and give and give. It'll never be enough. Mm. And then right. another read is that yes, that same thing, but it's specifically to creative types yeah. and like egomaniacs. But then really like the fragility of male ego. I think it's just all yeah. in general. I I I, t- I like that it can be read specifically. I like that it can be read generally. Um, but I also think it's interesting that two people can watch it and be like, wow, like way to champion, like way to show that, you know, the society, like the societal problems with like yeah. gender. And then I, some same person or a different person watches the same movie and goes like, how dare he say that? Yeah. Well, it's sort <laughs> of like, that I mean, I think my, I think the way my reading also comes from the fact of like, I don't think I trust him to like to be fully aware of the new like I mean I, I think I trust him to be like aware of the nuances of what he's doing he's a, like a brilliant director but yes. mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if like I trust I don't know if I trust men enough to be <laughs> to be never never trust them. yeah I don't know if I trust <laughs> men and a and a male director to be aware enough of like mm-hmm. you know of all of that would it be would it be better for you if it was more of a like nobody listens to women like men and women are both complicit in this thing because that was kind yeah. of the reading that I took because the women in the movie are also oh Michelle right. Pfeiffer's yeah. character who is yeah, horrifying yeah. and uh, the woman I saw it with said that 
like there are so like she like people like she meets people like that all the time like you know you'll be dating someone <laughs> Jesus Christ. yeah I know it's yeah. just like it was horrible how like related related to it we both did I was yeah. like fuck I don't like that I see myself in this I don't like that you see yourself in this <laughs> this is fucked up this is what great art should do uh, it was it was problematic but what were we saying I'm sorry I got Michelle off track. Pfeiffer Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer and how um. What about her? I already like, lost my train of thought. No one, no one listening to women. Oh, yeah, right. she was like really like, mean to yeah. to J Law. Yeah, every character in the movie treats her. She's the inspiration. She's right. not. She's the, not. Yeah. And when it gets to the part at the very end when all hell breaks loose, um, like she literally gets beaten by a mass of disciples right. mm-hmm. because she dared to create something yeah. that wasn't like he didn't create it. She created it. So fuck her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just. I, I found it all very powerful, but I absolutely could see it ruffling everyone's feathers. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. see how it would be irritating to people. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to play Charles's voicemail here so we could riff on that because I'm sure it's great. Here. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Hold on. <clears throat> so this is uh, Charles from Esco. And I consider Mother to be pretty strictly allegorical, this allegory standing in for the trials and tribulations of being Darren Aronofsky. Uh, (laughs) I think, you know, some people have spoken about this as in terms of the act of creation. Some people have spoken about it in more specific terms of artistic creation, even more specific terms about making films. But I would go one degree further and say that this is literally uh, about Darren Aronofsky's career. Uh, I, I see this as standing in for the cool reception of Noah, the way that Jennifer Lawrence, who's the real generative force in the house, goes through all this, you know, uh, difficult labor to first conceive of this child, much in the same way that Darren Aronofsky might conceive of an idea, and then the chaotic process of, uh, you know, getting through and bringing it to life, which I think stands in for the process of production on a movie. And then after all of this work and all of this labor, You've got this baby, you know, which is uh, clearly the a film, a finished film from Darren Aronofsky, and then the public, all these people uh, who are so eager to see it, they then savage it. They savage the baby and they eat it and they rip open Jennifer Lawrence's shirt and they attack her. Darren Aronofsky apparently feels very persecuted by those reviews of Noah that he read. Uh, and then I, I, I'd say the other side of this being that Javier Bardem would stand in for a director's muse being the one who seems to be getting all the attention despite uh, not actually bringing much to the table. Javier Bardem is shown to us as a, a poet who can't quite write. Uh, he's, he's beloved by all, but we don't really see him getting much down, uh, much in the same way that I, I feel a director would, would feel about their star, which is reinforced by the last shot that sees Javier Bardem, the muse, you know, moving on to a new director uh, or whatever. And so, I mean, what makes this movie fascinating to me is that uh, Darren Aronofsky being in a relationship with Jennifer Lawrence now, th- this movie is the post-Jennifer Lawrence breakup film, and he's made it while they're still in, in a relationship. His resentment for critics, for the stars that seem to be hogging all the attention, I can't believe that he's sort of lancing these feelings now while still together with her. The balls on this guy, I love it. Um, I, I don't know, I mean, like, do, do I love the movie? I'm not sure. Uh, but I definitely respect the going for itness of of this production. I think that if Hollywood had, you know, 
five directors uh, in the studio system as willing to go for it as much as Darinowski does with, with this one, then we'd be living in a more interesting world. Thoughts? I almost, wow. Yeah, I almost <laughs> completely sort of agree with his read, except for I, I saw Javier Bardem as director. Like, I didn't see him as star at all. Um, I thought I that see, was an interesting read. Yeah, I see her as the star. I mean, like, even the sort of ball gown-esque Grecian gown that she's wearing when everything sort of mm-hmm. happens is like, you know, the inspiration, like, because I see her, because it's, she is the inspiration. It's muse. It's it's being a muse, and mm-hmm. it's the nature of you know these relationships that we're talking about, and we're witnessing Jennifer Lawrence and him, and Rachel Vice and him, and you know the director with their muse. But yeah. Did you think anything yeah. of that? This is it's an interesting thing for me because I don't necessarily disagree with any reading of this movie at all, and yeah. I don't know because they're all there. <laughs> yeah, I really like, do. I to- could totally be like, oh yeah, I totally see that, and then someone else is like, no, no, it's about this, and I'm like, yeah, I could totally see yeah. that. It's crazy. It it is funny because I, I I would <laughs> like to hear Jordan's because I think the one um because I think the one read that I've <laughs> I've almost seen most people be like. And, and even sort of Aronofsky himself be like, this is what it is, is the biblical. Mm. Right. Well, and Aronofsky. I, we're not really talking about this at all, that at all mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got time. Yeah. Um, but that's true. And um, Aronofsky, he didn't just say like the biblical stuff. He went farther and said it's about Mother Nature. He mm-hmm. said at TIFF or at one of the festivals. Yeah. He like which I don't like. I don't want a director to, before it's even out, to be like, this is what our movie's about. And Jennifer Lawrence echoed it and said, I want you to watch the movie with the idea that I'm Mother Earth and Gaia. And it's mm. like, don't okay. tell me. I have a, well, see, I have a lot <laughs> Pull of... Pull a lynch. I have actually have a lot of um, <laughs> feelings answer. about the marketing and rollout of this movie. Yes. Um, that, I, that, I, that sort of ties into that, and I, I don't... And Well, this gets into a conversation I had yesterday about it when I told my friend who is a horror movie nerd, he's like, is it a horror movie? And I said, yes. And he went, and he was like, that wasn't a fucking horror <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And I, I guess I should not I should have said no, because no, it is not a traditional horror movie, but my, de- my defense of my yeah. definition of it is that no movie has made me feel mm. as horrible as <laughs> this movie did. I felt like I left that movie feeling like, I just like I was like a terrible human being and I couldn't do anything about it. Like this is just the way yeah. man is and like sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, don't I mean, know. yeah, I I think I have like I also I think the sort of mystery box like um marketing of it yes. actually mm-hmm didn't do it any favors oh no i think it i think it almost hurt the movie and i don't i I don't want people to tell me exactly what this is about exactly what it's about however i think like i'm also not of the i'm i'm not of the notion that he not of the notion i don't know what i'm saying um i i i think they're i think talking about the movie and sort of and sort of even before people seeing, letting people know that these ideas are in there is mm-hmm. worthwhile. So yes. the sort of so sort of the like, you know, don't say anything, don't right. don't mm-hmm. we can't know what it's about is invariably It was a trick. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a, it was a it ba- was duplicitous. It was <laughs> a bait and switch. This is one of those cases where 
Well, I was going to talk about how it has an F cinema score, and this ties yeah. in perfectly, oh, yeah. because movies that get F cinema scores aren't movies that are necessarily bad. They're movies that have been marketed as A and were presented yeah. as B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a perfect example. First of all, it was shrouded in so much mystery. We didn't we didn't see a trailer until like a month ago or like yeah. a month and a half ago. Um, and then it came out, and the trailer, which was heavily scored, which is funny because the movie has no score. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was just really loud tones. Looked like a haunted house movie, maybe. Looked like a Rosemary's Baby type yeah. movie, maybe. Didn't tell you a damn thing. Just had the title. Everyone inferred this was some horror movie made by right. Daniel Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. And then they go see it. If, if you went to that movie expecting like a haunted house movie... I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> or, even, or even if you went expecting yeah. Rosemary's Baby, which yeah. they like doubled down on with they, that poster, yeah, which yeah. like just... had her, you know, yeah, the, the face, the face, the the horizontal face, and the like house in yeah. that, which is like literally the exact same poster except with a baby carriage for mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby. Like, and it, so if you went in sort of expecting that, like, you, you got know, that for like 40 minutes, I think. Like the first half is kind of well, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. it's not. She's like taking some medication, and then yeah. she's having a baby and like oh something's wrong but I mean, then it doesn't do that at all in some ways right. the movie's so so straightforward like the the movie is so straightforward yeah it's literally <laughs> and I, this is one of the reasons that like and i it's funny i i was walking and i just saw um sort of on the way here after i had like written out my thing i saw another take on the internet that sort of was i think was pretty similar but like you know that's one of the reasons that i i, I didn't really feel anything about it because i because it's just all about interpretation. Mm. Right. Um. That's fair. It, it the, the F cinema score thing is so, like I'm trying to think of other movies that have them. It was like yeah. killing them softly. Solaris does. Solaris. Roommate, because Solaris, I think was sold as like a sci-fi yeah. epic with I George Clooney. Bug. Bug mm-hmm. yeah. Which I don't even know what that was sold as, but that movie is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's always movies that are marketed in uh, mischievous ways and they did I think they did fuck this up but I also think Darren delivered Paramount this movie and they were like what do we do (laughs) no 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 no. I mean like I don't I don't really begrudge the marketing um, because it was also it's also fun like it is it was like the marketing was fun for this movie. Well, there was that of- one trailer, the only in theater trailer, which is like the guy, the voiceover, the guy saying like, "You won't forget where you were the first time you saw." Oh, it. oh really? I did not. Yeah, there's I a did not. yeah, like an old school like schlocky horror movie type uh, thing. Kind of, it yeah. kind of felt like that. Like the you know, it's it was clearly from this century, but still, it was like this guy really hyping up the movie. <laughs> wow. Darren's yeah. got a hype man. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I also, like, sort of to that point, like, this isn't, isn't just, like, the mystery box marketing, but, like, I do, like, I, I sort of disagree that I do, I, I like having people talk about sort of intentionality. And mm. I think there are, you know, I I don't want to be told exactly what to think about it, but, um, I like, I don't begrudge them talking about, you know, talking sort of before it was released about these ideas, um, and I sort of almost wish they had, you know, started threading them through a little bit earlier. I, I, mm. I like, I mean, you know, and I think this is sort of some of where I walk the line between critic and reporter as like a, what I do. Like, I, I want to hear. Like, I, even before <laughs> I see the movie, I want to hear so I can then sort of feel like I'm formulating an opinion that isn't just like, Ugh! I I just mimed like grabbing in the dark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I (laughs) that I that I enjoyed most about it, I just like the fucking audacity and the ambition to be like, I'm gonna tie the creation of the world and the creation of man into 
uh, the, like a guy creating a fucking poem. And like, <laughs> yeah. and I like, I appreciate that. And I, I don't know. I like to consider myself a creative type. So I'm just like, oh yeah, this is, this is for me. I enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> I see myself then, in this. But then, I, I mean, do. And then I'm like, fuck, I see myself in this. <laughs> right, this right. Is I, mean, awful. Uh, that is, I mean, and I guess that's the, <laughs> call that's your where, loved ones. That's where you sort of, that's where people divide it because it's like, you know, it's, he's tying this in and then you're literally, you know, and if, and if you're going by what Charles is saying, then like, he literally sees himself as God. <laughs> yeah, right. You that's... know, <laughs> you know, that's that's sort of the, the creator and artist at uh, the artist it tying it into all the biblical stuff. Then it's like then he's yeah, God. And then I like, can see I'm, that being a little pompous. And then and then I'm and then that's where I sort of am like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I totally get that, and like it makes me want to say fuck him too. But <laughs> I. Um, I really think it helped me that like I was with a woman who saw it who felt the same way because right. I, right. I would have been like oh I'm just an asshole man who like interpreted what I wanted from it yeah. but the fact that she uh, her big point when I sent her a couple reviews and we were talking about it she every review liked to refer refer to her as like the perfect housewife and like this subservient person and she's like that's just it's just any woman I don't think it is that like I guess she was in that she was kind of understated and just like floating around and mm. just like doing yeah. whatever. Also, Javier was he was a jerk to her. He was a completely he from the did opening not pay scene. Any attention. Yeah. What I noted today, uh, when I saw it again, is the first shot when he's like he like startles her and he like steps outside. Yeah. And she's like, he says, "I stink," and she goes, "Oh, I like I like that. I love it." Yeah. And, and then he like, goes, eh. "I'm gonna go shower." Right. right. Oh. Instantly not listening yeah. to her, and that's just the whole movie in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's all it is. And I guess that is kind of like. Not for everyone. It sounds like boring, I'm sure. Just like, yes. I think my friend's reaction to it was like, I get it. Men treat women like shit. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I also, I guess it's a weird thing because like we've talked about like all of these performances are archetypes. You know, we're all, there's there's a sort of, there's a semi-blankness, except for maybe Michelle Pfeiffer who having the best fucking time oh, yeah. <laughs> like um there's a sort of blankness to everyone but I feel like hers her blankness in some ways is so strong it's yeah. and that mm -hmm. and that is part of the point of the movie but it also it I also think if if your point is that like everyone ignores if, if your point is that everyone ignores women why is she so nothing why is she so boring? Why is she so yeah? Why yeah. is she so boring? Yeah, like you know because because that because then that sort of implies that like well you know it is you know obviously patriarchy whatever like but yeah. that sort of implies that like you know of course men don't listen to women because they're, they're, they're boring. Who wants to listen to that? Because she's and she's you know and I think I'm joking. I think it's a, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I think it's like an interest. You know, I think Jennifer Lawrence is good in the movie, but I do think there's just this blankness to her. Um, but you, but by design, I think by I think yeah. by I think by completely. Well, she by can design. definitely be like very much the opposite of that. Yeah, so I feel like that was definitely. There's a you know there's a there's a deadness behind the eyes almost yeah. that you know that I think and I and I think that is sort of wrapped up in that what they're going for. Sure. But if 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 you're if you're making the statement, then why are you doing that? Is sort mm -hmm. of my. I just realized now, 50 minutes in, that we never, like, gave a little synopsis of oh what my the God. movie is. So I'm going to quickly... But that's impossible. There is no synopsis. Yeah, it's really movie. hard. Like, what are you going to say? The synopsis would be uh, a man and a woman. A woman wakes up. She lives... She's living in this uh, Eden-esque, just, like, big old house in the middle of nowhere. There's no driveway. There's nothing else around. Uh, she's there with her husband, who's a poet, 
who is has like writer's block and is just there to write and she's just taken to like restoring the house around him and then visitors start showing up ed harris as a man shows just literally named man shows up <laughs> ed harris playing a man <laughs> classic ed harris <laughs> always playing men oh man he's so good at that <laughs> um so he shows up um his wife shows up. his wife shows mm-hmm. up then their kids show up yeah and I, then... I pulled up the name of what they like what the son's names are oh, yeah it was like oh, hold on one second one second it was oh it's brian gleason his younger brother and Donald gleason is old donnell sorry yeah donnell gleason is oldest son mm. Ooh, biblical af definitely yeah. like i love my two children equally <laughs> my large son adult sons and, uh, <laughs> younger brother and they are the largest they are this, this movie has large adult sons <laughs> why didn't they put that in the marketing that's what it's really about it's about the large adult <laughs> we did it that's my favorite take Go look at slate in a few hours and there's gonna be <laughs> the the mother is really about large adult sons. You heard a picture first. of Donald and Eric on it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but the movie takes a sharp turn mm. at some point once she gets uh, pregnant, I will say. And then the third act is just a fucking nightmare set yeah. to film uh, in which I think they kind of just like show you the whole all of humankind existence rises and falls. Mm. And like, uh, I think the ultimate to me, the ultimate like thesis of it is just like you basically see Javier Bardem as God. He's the creator. And uh, no matter how much uh, his wife gives to him, all he really wants is the adoration of his fans. Like no matter how small, like he just wants to hear what the fucking fans have to say, even if they're <laughs> terrible house guests who like break your prize <laughs> crystal heart thing. Yeah. He just wants the adoration of his of his followers. Yeah. Uh, to to the detriment of everything, like to the point where it causes the end of the world, and then the 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 kicker is that you know he's God and there's this I forget the 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 story or the biblical thing that's just like God is you know he's God just keeps sending apocalypses until he gets it right. He just keeps recreating. So that's what the movie is. At the end of it is the same as the beginning where a woman wakes up in bed and we're about to see all this shit happen again. Mm. But as people who read it sort of as like the artist creation, Mm -hmm. you know, creating work, I mean, you could, I think you could also read that by, you know, it's God keeps sending apocalypse or it could be, you know, once you send a piece of work out into the world, then you have to start completely fresh. And, right. right. Like, here's get, Noah. And get your new, and get, yeah, here's Noah. And <laughs> hope you and like him. New, yeah. And then, and then get your new inspiration. Um, sure. I didn't realize until looking it up, but his movies have like generally made money, which is yeah. surprising to me for like an art housey type dude. Yeah. His movies make money. Uh, even Noah, which was like a bomb, I <laughs> guess, domestically, you'd say like internationally, you know, still made like $350 million or something. Yeah fucking Darren Aronofsky. Did you like that? Did you like Noah? Either of you? I actually haven't seen Noah. Um, Don't. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Noah. I mean, Noah just, I think the biggest, I haven't seen it in a really long time since it came out, but it was actually on at the gym and I was like watching it like as I was Great like, oh. gym movie. But, uh, yeah. Well, I actually didn't remember. Something. It was, it's funny, the beginning, this is really tangential, but I didn't remember the very beginning of Noah and I was like, what is this, like, what is this fucking movie? Yeah. Like, why can't I, like, why can't I determine what this movie, because mm. it looks hokey as fuck. Is it, like, is the beginning where like the boulder monsters are and stuff? Yeah, I don't really remember. I think they come in the flood too. I've yeah, seen that like, scene. It's oh, okay. like there's like and there's like a sort of 
talking snake maybe or something oh, yeah. like well the yeah. beginning doesn't it like show creation in like a montage yeah, or something it's and it's like, like really beautiful but yeah the it's the just sucks. like I need and, to and see the, this. even though even the font in it like the font of it is like really bad oh, I is hate it papyrus bad yeah the font it's, it's, it's like almost papyrus oh <laughs> like it's like and i was like what the fuck is this movie and then i was like oh it's not like i forgot how hokey it is like, <laughs> it's I think we mentioned earlier that like we see the religious themes in Mother. We don't really care. That's how I feel about Noah. I'm like I don't care about religion <laughs> to the point of I don't care about this entire movie. Right. I yeah. you know I'm interested. Like, again, I'm interested to hear what Jordan says because you know I've been reading people who literally see it all about religion. All right, we're gonna yeah. listen to Jordan now. The the people demand it. Oh, yeah, Jordan, just... he's here. Hey, it's uh, Jordan Hoffman, and I'm sorry I couldn't be on the show this week. Uh, I'm involved in a fruitless and futile uh, attempt at regenerating myself into a perfect form and uh, you know uh, it takes, that takes eons, that takes lifetimes and it usually ends in cinders and fire but I did want to talk a little bit about how impressed I was with Mother and uh, you know it's, it's best if you don't know what it's about going in because you, you may have an aha moment which um, you know all the spoilers, my aha moment came when um, you know, one, brother A killed brother B, and that's always a red flag for the story of Cain and Abel. And then, um, you know, I was already thinking Old Testament because of Noah. And then, uh, and then next thing you know, you realize, oh, this entire movie is a giant. It's not a parable. It's the story. This is what bothers me, is that people say, oh, yeah, it's an allegory for world religion. I go, no, it's not an allegory. It is the story. It's just a retelling. You know, clergymen tell the stories from the from the Bible, Old and New Testament, every week. Uh, they retell it, they retell it, they retell it. So why shouldn't filmmakers retell the story? And in this way, this type of uh, way, he's telling it in kind of a fun, you know, a head fake horror movie. It's got this whole sort of Rosemary's Baby red herring. You think Michelle Pfeiffer is the Ruth Gordon character from Rosemary's Baby, and that's not the case. Um, you know, what it is, if you still need it spelled out, it is, it is the story of the Old and New Testament with a little bit of uh, Greek mythology sort of eco-paganism thrown in, at least that's the point of view, and then it's got a little bit of Hinduism at the end because it all, re it all rebuilds, it all starts over again, but with a new model, uh, which as a friend of mine like to point out was a bit of a quote-unquote self-own that Aronofsky had on himself and that he keeps, you know, <laughs> getting rid of one girlfriend and getting the new model in. Uh, you know, so uh, when when the when the woman, when the Earth Mother, Mother Nature, Gaia, whatever you want to call her, wakes up at the end, it's uh, a look-alike to Jennifer Lawrence, but it's not actually her. But you know, it all it all works out. You've got the skylight above, which is heaven. You got the boiler room below, which is hell. You've got uh, you know, the sort of the fat, what's called the foundation stone in in Judaism, which is the uh, the, the the rock that he's that that you know he or the poet or the artist or God, whatever you want to call him, Javier Bardem has in his in his little room, his own Garden of Eden, and then, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer as Eve tempts Adam, who's missing a rib, by the way, when he's coughing. You might remember that he's got a scab on his rib, uh, a scab, but like a sore. Uh, is tempted to, to grab it and breaks it, which is, the, you know, the apple and whatnot, and then the suns come and one kills the other, and then you got the humans show up and they're such a pain in the ass, and then, oh, wait, we're out. That's part one. <laughs> How do I get part two? Here we go. Hey, I was in the middle of mother explaining, and I got cut off. Um, anyway, so you got the flood, you got the, and then you got the right, the New Testament, and then the, the the new religions come, and they start killing each other, and there's all kinds of man. You got all of mankind's recorded history 
uh, in one and a half minute sequence at the end, and then you've got uh, you know the the redemption through through the body of Christ. Then you've got all all of these things happening in sort of a horror movie context. But what's what's really remarkable is it's not done from the POV of the Judeo-Christian God. This is what makes Mother so interesting. This is done from the POV of Gaia, or Mother Nature, or whatever you want to call Jennifer Lawrence's character, which makes it original for American audiences and why some people are scratching their heads, because, uh, you know, she ain't having it. She's like, listen, you people, you got to get your act together. Why are you fighting? Brothers and sisters, why are we fighting, if I can quote Mick Jagger? And then at the end, she's had enough, and then there's the end of the world. Uh, but then they started all over again, because that is the... Uh, uh, you know, sort of the Eastern way, and Javier Bardem is a benign character. He's a benevolent god, and he he likes when his uh, creations or the people he likes the adoration of the people. He doesn't necessarily have a no. Well, he has a master plan. He just doesn't quite know how to go about it. He's trying, like we all are. And so, if at first you don't succeed, you try and try again. So, I think that that Javier Bardem's character is flawed, but uh, is is benevolent, which is nice. Um, and that's kind of the story of Mother. Now, some people say, no, 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 this movie has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with his, his Darren Aronofsky's ego, and, and, and yes, it does. And it has to do with Darren Aronofsky's troubled relationship with Rachel Weisz. And sure, it has to do with that also. Uh, a colleague of mine, that's all he was thinking about was the Rachel Weisz connection. I'm like, and I was sort of dismissing it, but then I'm like, no, 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 I'm sure that was the seed. And it's all part of it. That's what makes the movie good. It's about five things at once. So... Uh, but more importantly, it's also really well shot. I mean, the camera work is remarkable. The performances are good. It's a good movie. And it has an F on cinema score. So that's hilarious. We'll never see another movie like it out of a major studio for another five years. That's what stinks. Anyway, that's my two-part mother's planning. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I wish I could be there in person, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a very busy man. But I love you all, and we'll see you next time. We love you, I too, love Jordan. you, Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> I will Chorus say, of love for I Jordan. will say something about mother explaining because that was my, my sort of anecdote about seeing it was, I think, was I felt, I love you, Jordan. But I felt, <laughs> I, I felt mother explained by Jordan. And I think I tweeted right after it, like, there's going to be a lot of mother explaining going on. And I, <laughs> in my sort of write up about it, I, like, I, I, I talked about feeling mother explained. Um, I think and, uh, another thing that I wanted to highlight there that I think is interesting based on what we were talking about is that he does that Jordan's read, um, which is very much the religious read, but sees the Javier Bredem character as the benevolent God, which... I, you know, I was ah. like, yeah, which I, you know, I w wish Jordan was here to pick his brain about because I think that's fascinating because I think if anything, he's mm -hmm. like, you know, Old Testament spiteful God um, and the benevolent God that just is, keeps trying to like rebuild humanity is not anything that I would have seen. <laughs> without yeah. Jordan telling me. He definitely like selectively ignores things Bardem's character does in yeah. the movie, which I think is very irresponsible. Of like a, what? Of a deity. Well, just like his his wife having a bad oh, time. Yeah. He's always like, <laughs> it's fine. Like they're just here. They're, they're here to see me. It's, it's going to be great. And then it's not. I love the scene where he's like, uh, let me hold the baby. And she's like, uh, no. Yeah. And then he like pulls up a chair and waits till she falls asleep. For like yeah. days. Days. <laughs> it's incredible. I think, I love this movie. I'm so sorry. No, I mean, like, I feel like it is a movie that I, that I am willing to sort of, sort of the way, Char the way Charles put it, like, I didn't like it, you know, mm. sort of from the outset. But it's something that I'm willing to sort of, watch my opinion evolve on like sure. i think i think that is the sort of very nature of the movie um well, and i think I it's think... 
more fun almost to talk about it than to watch it. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I, th- I mean, like, if you want to talk about the discourse around it, like, Please. I, I think that's a fascinating thing. I think it's, I think one-on-one talking about it is super fun. Mm. Like, I'm having a great time. I think reading the internet about it is the worst it's thing. maddening. Is yeah. the worst thing in the world. Uh, THR put out that dumb yes. fucking article yeah. today. Oh, yeah. yeah. So THR did a compilation of, I don't know where they pulled it from. Like, where were those comments coming yeah, from? Yeah, I don't it was know. Like, just Letter- idiot. It was basically like a t- comment section of just like right. a, a chorus of idiots <laughs> being right. like, "This, uh, if, if you have to Google a movie, it's a bad movie." Right, but I so I have sort of complicated feelings about that too because I I you know like. I come from your perspective. I also come from the perspective that I don't want people's opinions to be tut-tutted about a movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is a challenging movie, and it's going to sure. provoke sc- extreme reactions. And I think this some of the, like... Like, I feel sort of generally, like, sort of populist about movie going. And um, I think sort of... I'm, I'm not sure where they pulled that from, but I think the sort of... No, no, like, the sort of shame on you if you like attitude towards that story and towards those comments mm-hmm. r- rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Sure. Well, it's not going to be for ever. Like no movie is for everybody. Right. And this movie in particular is definitely not for everybody. Right. And so to be like all these stupid people, like they, you know, they're going to kill film. It's just, did silly. you see Matt yeah. Zoller's like tweets on it today? I did not. Cause he was just, he was like kind of saying what I was saying. Like, uh, this means it's like parents have system like it's everyone has failed their children if this if people don't know how to watch oh movies. God. You think he that's does, a little extreme? He does that a lot. I think. Wait, he, yeah, he was saying that. I'll find, I'll pull it up right now if, while you comment on it. <laughs> I, I I'm sort of not sure what exact. Sorry, All right. I, I'm I'll not pull sure it up. what exactly the the thing is. I mean, I just All think right. yeah, I think there's a sort of. Um, above link, he's linking to the Hollywood Reporter thing we're discussing. Above link certifies a massive systemic failure of education and parenting to teach kids what it means to engage with art. And yes, I know it's always been this way. Save the and you're surprised by this. I'm not surprised. I'm just bummed. The uh, oblivious couples in far side cartoons are not the ideal audience for mother, but how could they not know what they were getting into? Mandatory tweet that shouldn't be necessary. Above complaints have nothing to do with whether you like or dislike, approve or disprove of mother. Mainly, I object to the idea of art as made-to-order product that is judged defective if it's not effect if not exactly what the viewer wanted or expected. I do not care if you like or don't like a particular film, whatever it is. Like dislike is meaningless to me. Engagement is what matters. I mean, yeah, I fully agree. I think. Sure, I yeah. mean, I think you should engage with stuff, and like, I I agree that you know you should that people should be engaging with it. But I think. I, and I think this sort of gets back to the marketing, too. If you have people going in to see something that – you have people going in to see something that they have no idea what they're getting on into. It's not gonna, there's going to be this. You, there's yeah. going to be this. And, um, and I think, like, yeah, it's about sort of educating people on how to watch movies. But people's opinion – but, like, you know – I don't think we should be sort of shaming sure. people I think, for I mean, having strong reactions and strong negative reactions mm. to this movie. To be fair, the Hollywood Reporter tweet is such a bait of like wanting people to fucking yell at it. It, right. it just just <laughs> had the quote, if you need to Google search the meaning of a movie when you get home, it was a failure. Right. Which yeah, is like, oh, like, Yeah, which is like, you. fuck you, fuck that. Like, of course. Um, but, you know, um, 
Yeah, the headline is some mother viewers co- completely perplexed, comma angered by film. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this article? Right, Why which is, is like, but I mean, also, I feel like we could almost be saying that we like right now we're as we're perplexed. talking, we're perplexed, yeah. and I'm sort of angered by it, and I'm like, and I think I have like, I think I'm pretty a pretty good reader of film, you know? Like, right. I, I would, I don't think I like, I think I watch movies critically and with mm-hmm. like a, you know, with an engaged eye. Um, but I, you know, so fuck that headline but like um, yeah <laughs> i didn't mean to call them a chorus of idiots but that headline sucks or that uh that tweet is bad you know yeah i guess i guess you know and coming from yeah coming from this perspective of not really liking the mm-hmm. film and not you know i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of tutting around that's going on around mm-hmm. the film that i'm just not super into yeah there's a um, lot of like you're you're wrong if you don't like it or if like if you can't find anything in it to appreciate it's one of those yeah you didn't understand it yeah like which i hate which like yeah which i sort of hate too and and then it gets into the sort of idea of you know there people feeling like that there's one right reading of it which Mm -hmm. obviously there's there's not as jordan said and i think we also mentioned it's just like there are like five to probably more ways to watch it and none of them are wrong well and i think the sort of thing with jordan is like like, you know i wish he was here because like i think i would like to hear how he was feeling like when i had that interaction with him on the street because i walked out of the movie being like okay well i know what it's about like and mm-hmm. it's what I just said. Yeah. And then he walked out of the movie being like, well, when did I know. you get it? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like, but it's like, and he walked out of the movie being like, well, I know what it's about. And then he's obviously softened on that. I've obviously softened on that. Everyone's sort of, mm-hmm. you know, if you're sort of engaging with the movie, whether you like it or not, you're going to soften your take on like what it's quote unquote about. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, would you encourage new flesh listeners to see this movie? Yeah, I mean, I oh, encouraged yeah. my mom to see the movie, and I didn't particularly like it. Expand on that. <laughs> well, and my dad, and my dad. What did mom, my mom say? And, but my mom and I were talking. She was texting me about what movie she should see, and I was like, you know, she'd read my very spoiler. I wrote a very spoilery thing, but she'd read that, and she was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go see it. And I was like, just go see it because you're going to have an opinion. And I think, I, you know, I... I think we, we've sort of talked about it a little bit, but I think, you know, she didn't like it, but she hasn't stopped thinking about it yep. or you know or writing about it i think she has a somewhat um i love mom takes yeah, yeah me she too. has a somewhat <laughs> she has a some a twitter account that she doesn't use that much but um she tweeted at me after i was <laughs> tweeting the saga of getting her to go see it which was um saw it and you owe me at two hours plus countless more think spent thinking about it because, i mean and i think like even if you didn't like it and you're like you know, you're going to think about it for yeah. a really long time. I wouldn't recommend it to my parents because they're just, I feel like they're straightforward movie watchers. Like mm-hmm. Shawshank's my dad's favorite movie. Like Rudy. Yeah. Just like, True. don't, no subtext, please. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And even though Darren's like, subtext, here it is, beating you over the head with it. Like, I don't think it would mean much to them. Yeah. I'll say on the record, I have very cool parents. So. Very cool. They, they my parents cool. are not not cool. They listen to this podcast. So <laughs> I have to say this. You guys are very cool. I hope you enjoyed it this weekend. I recommend that they see that. That's more their speed. I told yeah. my dad to see it. I had to convince my dad over like five days to see it because he's like, I don't want to be like scared of the movie. I'm like, no, you have to. <laughs> Did he like it? He loved it. I still haven't seen it because I, as I said, like I'm not, I'm a, I'm a big jump scare person. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah, it'll it. get and you. So, it will. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to. You're going to do it? it? Well, it's making so Go much money. It. You're going to tweet at someone afterwards. I want two hours and <laughs> countless <laughs> minutes thinking about it. Back. No. <laughs> countless minutes jumping out of my seat. Yeah. All right. I any, do. Um, please. Uh, I have one thing to say. 
Um, I <laughs> I was thinking about how we were talking earlier about like the discourse around the movie and how people have different um, opinions of it, whether or not it was good or bad, or, and like what even it was about. And it, uh, I think I might have tweeted this too, another promo of my Twitter. Um, but one Follow thing, us all on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing I couldn't stop thinking about actually when I was watching it. I reached a certain point in the movie and then I just couldn't stop this thought from like rolling around in my head. Was it reminded me a lot of. Um, have you guys ever read the author Kelly Link before? No. Or heard no. of her? Okay. Well, she writes like weird. It's not political enough to be magical realism, but it's very much like a normal story. But then there's something weird about it. Yeah. And she has this story um, that's called Stone Animals. It's very good. Uh, it's this like short story. And it's about this family who moves into this big old house that has these two creature, stone creature things guarding it. And no one can decide what they are. And then there's all this weird stuff like this bunch of rabbits comes and like hangs out on their lawn every night and then like all the members of the family start doing weird stuff like the mom can't stop painting the walls of the house different colors and it's just a very strange story and then it never really ends up anywhere and I read it for the first time in a writing class I took in college and I really liked it just because it was so strange but then the class when we talked about it afterwards was completely divided 50 50 it was like 10 people five of us loved it five of us were just like over it by the you know third or fourth page <laughs> they're like i can't do this um and then the conversation that we had was probably one of the best conversations about a story that we had in that class is just because people had a lot of opinions about it and they wanted yeah. to say uh and so that that's kind of what mother reminded me a lot about was like this enigmatic thing that has been put out into the world that then people are gonna um find some way to yeah. Totally. And, and I know I said it in a joking tone when I said it was great art, but I think that is what good art yeah, should do. I, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and I think you don't have to like the movie to appreciate it. And mm -hmm. I think that's sort of yes. some of this this conversation is like, I mean, the whatever THR sort of compiled is sort of just fish in a barrel. You oh, don't, yeah. You don't, you I mean, it's fucking bait. It's, it's yeah, the cinema it, score it, people, yeah, too. It's and, that kind and, of... And, but you're also not even really having conversations with these people i'm sure mm -hmm. if you talk i'm sure if you had a discussion sort of with like like this with some of those people that made those offhanded comments you would have an interesting discussion it wouldn't um, be this shit post it would be a real interesting <laughs> conversation right. i agree i also feel like this is an impossible movie to ask what your reaction to it is the minute you leave the theater right mm. my first tweet was i'm so sorry <laughs> after yeah. seeing it it was like yeah. as mankind right <laughs> like it's it's a really hard thing to wrap your head around like you know at, from a take and so that probably contributed to the cinema score probably contributed oh yeah to this mm -hmm. you know even the people i mean i guarantee you some of the people that maybe answered that cinema score poll have their thoughts have evolved oh i'm sure oh, yeah. if you don't know cinema score is only opening night. It's the it's the first like the whole day through the evening. By Saturday, it's already out. Yeah. So again, it's the people. the The idea is that it's the people who are most excited to see it, and like so basically, it's like did the audience that wanted to see it get what they paid for? And in this case, the answer was no. But I do think you're right. If they did the cinema score follow up a week later, which yeah. hey, million dollar idea, do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the cinema, the movie theaters need data like that. They love that shit. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would be at least a C minus by now. Sure. Right. I mean, I don't think people. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it would necessarily. People would love suddenly love it. But I think the idea. You know, even what my mom said. Um, you know, the idea of you're gonna spend countless hours thinking of it about it, and you're gonna you're 
opinion's going to evolve and you might read something that Aronofsky put out into the world mm-hmm. and that might change your opinion. Like, you know, I yeah. think I think I did, I think, you know, as someone who didn't pick up on, you know, the very specific, you know, biblical um, right. allusions in it, like hearing about that changed my opinion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect the movie a lot for sort of trying to do that, even though it wasn't what I immediately picked up on. But he said he wrote this in five days. Yeah. Do you believe he that? He just banged it out. I don't know. No. I don't think I believe it. <laughs> I mean, it's... maybe five days of like actual writing. But sure. Like years <laughs> of thinking. Yeah. yeah. It was so too. Like... <laughs> it was, yeah. I don't. Five, no. Not five days. Well, if he. Yeah. We're calling you on your bluff, Darren. Darren. We're putting you on blast <laughs> on the New Flesh podcast. Uh, tweet at us if you hear this <laughs> and you can prove that you wrote it in five days. I want the receipts. Yeah. yeah. Jen, what do you have to say? <laughs> Huge, huge fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> J-Law. Uh, well, we've talked for an hour 15. Nice. I think that's great. Anybody have anything, any final word on Mother or anything else? I think I've said my piece. Yeah, same. Okay. I, like, I really like, I mean, I may not have liked the movie. I really like talking about it with you yeah, guys. This oh, was that was really fun. This just went very well. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Brett Redacted. Uh, I'm at Stefabsky, S-T-E-F-A-B-S-K-Y. I'm at Easy Right. Ooh, that's a good one. Succinct. I like it. Both great Twitter feeds. Mine kind of sucks, but follow me anyway. Uh, (laughs) No, don't. don't Oh my god, thank you you so much. I said it. I said it so I could hear you guys tell me. You were fishing for compliments, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, We'll be back next week with. I think Joe will be back, and that really bad-looking horror movie called Friend Request is out. So we'll probably talk about that. (laughs) Bye bye.